Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You are listening to Rumbuncher Radio. It has been quite some time. A lot has changed. Trey Yannity, Nick Caparoso, Marty Leap is going to be joining us in just a moment. Nick! The kids are all right. We have seen all kinds of movement now from AAA to the big leagues. We've seen guys like Lyover Piguero jump straight to the big leagues. So much to talk about here. O'Neill Cruz is really O'Neill Cruz there. We're going to say O'Neill Cruz week as we are now through two games of O'Neill Cruz in the 2022 season. Like I said, Nick, so much to get into. And as we do so tonight, guys, please go check out rumbunter.com where you can find articles on everything going on. O'Neill Cruz, Fly Madris. The minor leaguers coming up, the direction of this team, anything you want to know about the Pirates, you can find it there. So go check that stuff out. Nick, how have you been? I know you had your school year wrapping up since the last time we had the chance to talk. How did it finish out for you? And uh, how are you feeling, man? It's it's a good time to be a Pirates fan. First time I can say that in a really long time. Yeah, uh, things are good. It was a good end of the school year. You know, it's always one of those you look forward to it. But when it gets there, uh, you know, it's always kind of weird just – you know, stand back to the kids and whatever, but you know, that's part of the job. Uh, on the other hand, um, yeah, like you said, just pirate baseball is finally exciting again. I mean, you know, like you said, it's been a really long time since, you know, you have seen people, um, who want to, who want to catch a game, you know, they're going out of their way to see, you know, if they can at least watch some of the innings, I was talking to a um, buddy of mine at a picnic yesterday and he's from Buffalo actually. And he really, you know, didn't really follow baseball much uh, other than just as a casual fan being from Buffalo, not really having, you know, anyone too close, but he's um, lives in the city now for quite some time. And he was talking to me about some of these guys and, you know, I was surprised because I, like I said, I, didn't even think he really paid attention to baseball so that's you know just a small snapshot of you know what what these young players are doing and you know we said this at the beginning of the year you know the team didn't look great on paper but it was going to look a lot better by the end and you know we're starting to see that uh really take place we certainly are is marty leap is now joining the show marty we're just getting into it here and it It's been quite some time since we've had the chance to all gather and talk about the Pirates. And so much has changed since that time, of course. It is a very exciting time to be a Pirates fan. I know, like Nick, you had school wrapping up. You're you're probably about midway through the Little League season at this point. So how you doing, man? How's everything been? And what are your thoughts? The kids are all right so far. Yeah, you know, it's it's been exciting. Like Nick said, this is the first time in a while you have people who are more of a casual fan, you know, with something to look forward to. It's Rather be O'Neill Cruz, you know, you, you got to give a huge shout out to our guy, friend of the podcast, Bly Madras. What a first two games for him, hitting his first career home run tonight, three hits last night. It's it's what makes awesome game. plays in right field too, man. Yeah, like he looks, especially a right field at PNC Park, that's not easy with Clemente Wall. Here comes Nittany to say hi, but 
yeah, you know, it's 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 been fun to watch. Ronzi Contreras tonight didn't have his best stuff, still gives you five strong. It's That's how you know he's good. Exactly. Um, and like you said, Nick, we said it a bunch. This team would be better on September 1st than they were on April 1st. And here we are on June 21st. And yeah, they hit that little skid there the last couple of weeks where they lost what 10 of 11 or whatever it was. That's still gonna happen. Yeah. But pure talent on the roster, they're definitely better now than they were opening day. And, you know, when you have young kids like this, you're going to have stretches like that because they're just – they're learning as you go. But it's what makes it exciting. It, it reminds me so much of a 2011 or a 2012 where we saw the Mortes, the McCutcheons, the Walkers, the Alvarezes come into their own before, you know, really, really jump-starting that great three-year run. And I think this is hopefully pretty similar to that. Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Marty. And, you know, Diego Castillo's probably got to feel about 36 at this point. It has been, you know, an influx of, of young prospects. And that's kind of where I want to start. Let's rewind a little bit to this past weekend. We were expecting O'Neill Cruz. We saw Lyle Peguero. That news kind of break that he would be the middle infielder coming up to face the Giants. What do you guys think went into that decision to call up Peguero before O'Neill Cruz? <clears throat> I personally think that the plan all along was probably to promote Ono Cruz on Monday. Why? I don't know. You'd think you would want him there for the weekend series, but I think that was the plan all along. And when they needed an infielder and a pinch and took Capita Marcano, who is another young guy who has looked really good since getting called up, got put on the COVID list on Friday. Uh, you need an infielder and a pinch. Paguero was closer in Altoona. They could get him here quicker. And that was the move. And, you know, even that was fun. I was at the game on Saturday. Paguero is one start, drew a walk. Had a base hit. The kid looked good. It's it's again just that that fun little glimpse into the future. Yeah, uh, I think similar to what you said, Marty, with obviously just it being a last minute thing um, with the COVID uh, for Marcano. I just was disappointed to see Paguero go back to Double A. Uh, I, I really, you know, was and maybe he would go Triple A. I know that you know, under this new front office that, that doesn't as mean as much as, you know, it used to, but you know where, you know, you know where I'm going with that. But regardless, it was exciting to just get to see that talent, you know, like you said, get a glimpse of him. Uh, for him, he, he knew he wasn't sticking around. So I'm sure it, it was a great experience for him to be able to kind of come in and not have too, you know, as much pressure on him knowing that, you know, he was only going to be here for the weekend. So, it was cool to see him. Um, like you said, Cruz coming up today. It seemed like that was the plan once, you know, we didn't see him Friday. No, it was it was good to see. And, uh, you know, Live Reguero has been one of these guys I've been really excited about. I uh, was excited from the time that move was made for him to get his chance. It was cool to see him make the jump from double A up to the majors. Unfortunate, like you said, Nick, that he will head back down to double A now. But so many youngsters contributing. Jack Swinski has quite the campaign already for Rookie of the Year. Three home runs, a walk-off the other night. What's been the the best part to you guys about all this? We've seen Cal Mitchell come up, have success. We've seen so many different guys contribute. Rowan Contreras, like you said today, not with his best stuff, still looked amazing, uh, you know, and has, has had unbelievable stuff in his four, first four starts here. What has been your guys' favorite part of watching these youngsters get their chance? Power. Something we haven't seen from this lineup in a long time. And, you know, it, it's good to see, like, you 
you feel like any one of these guys can hit a home run at any time. You know, maybe they're not all going to be on this, you know, same page all the time in terms of a full lineup. But like I said, just the, the influx of power. And then even on the pitching side, like you said, Ronzi obviously just, you know, he's power pitcher. So it's just, it's good to see, you know, the plan that was laid out starting to really come into full view. And, you know, one of the big things was getting more power into this organization. And, you know, we're seeing that. Yeah. The power is huge. It's something that the organization has lacked uh, for a long time. I feel, you know, Swinsky leads all major league hitters or all major league rookies in home runs. You know, O'Neill Cruz, not, nothing more needs said there on the power front. Lima Duris has always quietly shown good power in the minors. That Cal Mitchell, really <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Cal Mitchell was a guy who's absolutely crushing the baseball. The power will come with that stroke and hit the ball hard. You know, even a guy like Tuka Peter Marcano can have some sneaky good pop, give you a lot of doubles, probably a lot of triples. People need to remember extra base hits are still power. You know, it's it's great to see. And to me, what's most encouraging also along with that is for the most part, these guys look like they belong. You know, they, they, they very rarely look overmatched. You look at Sawinski who, you know, he started, I think like four for 20 goes on a big tear, gotten a little bit of rut for a week or two, and then comes out and it's three home runs Sunday. He's drawn three walks tonight, had an extra base hit last night, very quickly pulled out of the little slump he was in. Like these guys look like they belong. You look at Rollins and Contreras tonight, Kind of hint that earlier. Did not have his good stuff at all. Goes five innings, gives up one run. The only run he gave up was a solo home run. Like, whenever you don't have good stuff, you're 22 years old and pitching in the majors, and you go five innings and only give up a solo home run, like you said, Nick, that's a sign of one hell of a pitcher. That's a sign of the, the guy who's going to anchor your rotation for the next six, seven years. So, to me, that that's the best thing is these guys are coming up and they're looking like they belong. You know, it, it looks like the Pirates have – a really, really, really good core in Hayes, Cruz, Reynolds, Contreras, Bednar, and you can probably throw Sawinski into that at this point. And, you know, you look at a Marcano, you look at a Mitchell, Travis Swaggerty, who we're going to see again this season at some point, Juwan Bay, who we're probably going to see at some point this season, Bly Madris, all these other guys who could potentially play their way into being parts of that core. And that goes out even getting into the guys like Paguero, et cetera, who are double A and below. So there's 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 just finally reason to have hope, I suppose, if nothing else, if you're a Pirates fan. Marty, you're right about uh, Contreras. Like, he definitely did not have his best stuff. And that's often what, you know, you hear these, you know, former pitchers as on, you know, on, on MLB Network and stuff talk about is the the good pitchers, you know, they pitch. But the, the, the better pitchers pitch, you know, can get through an outing basically without their best stuff. And, you know, a good pitcher can't necessarily. So hopefully it's a sign of, you know, a positive for him. Hopefully he feels, you know, good about the outing despite not having his best stuff, but it definitely, you know, for us, like we're saying, you know, it's definitely was a positive. It was huge. I mean, we got a taste of it last year, getting to see Ron's, getting to see a little bit of Miguel Yahura and of course, O'Neill Cruz at the end of the season, but, you know, for these these first couple months, we didn't really get that feeling again until this weekend, finally seeing a bulk of prospects come up. You know, as we as we look to that long-term plan, how does this front office spend the money? We saw 
I don't know if you guys saw it. Cody Duncan, one of our staff writers on Twitter uh, earlier in the weekend said, you know, Wander Franco type deal should be made right away for O'Neill Cruz. Um, you know, that's maybe one drastic look at it. Where do you guys think the Pirates need to go as far as long-term contracts? Obviously, the Brian Reynolds situation, you know, kind of pushed a little bit further into the future with what they negotiated. But, you know, what's the play here with O'Neill Cruz and, and some of these bigger, uh, you know, names that the Pirates are now calling up? Uh, when it comes to spending money, I'm going to give you three words, pitching, pitching, pitching. Uh, as, as deep as this farm system is, outside of Contreras, outside of Mike Burrows, they're in, in Quinn Priester, if he's healthy and his fastball finds some more run to it, there's not a lot of like high-end starting pitching talent there. Pitching. Go spend on pitching. Yeah, you want to lock your guys up between Reynolds and Cruz. I think you got to lock up at least one of the two. But outside of that pitching, it's just, it, you can never have too much of it. Look at those 13 through 15 teams. A lot of that was homegrown, but look where they went out and spent money. Look where that one added. It was A.J. Burnett. You know, it, it was Francisco Liriano. It was Jay Happ. It was Edison Volquez. It was the pitching. You go spend on pitching. That's why I want to see this offseason and beyond. Invest in a starting pitcher or two. Invest in guys that can be here for three, four years. Go spend on pitching. Yeah, I mean, it's I, me and my dad were actually talking about this earlier. He was like, what are we going to do with all these these middle infielders? Like we were just kind of talking about like Marcano. You got Newman who's going to be coming back. You got the guys at Double A and and uh, Gonzalez and Paguero. Uh, you know, and that, that's why I said I'm like, well, hopefully they can figure out which ones they want to keep here, and then trade the others for you know some pitching when when time comes. Um, and if not, like you said, spend the money to get in free agency, whatever you have to do. But I think they are putting themselves in that position. Um, you know, one of the things with Charrington's whole draft philosophy is taking hitters because they're more likely to make it to the big league level. Right. So I think, you know, that's why stockpiling bats and, you know, if that means having to trade some to then get that proven starter and not wasting resources, then, you know, it makes sense, but hopefully, uh, you know, like we always say, uh, Bob Nutting will be willing to uh, open a checkbook. And when it comes time, uh, you know, you mentioned about extending Reynolds and Cruz, uh, you know, it's easier said than done. First off, it, it, just because Wander Franco is open to it doesn't necessarily mean Cruz will be right. But also, um, Cruz is just, you know, we got two games. Let's give him a little more time, but there's plenty of time until the end of the year where you can start talking about a contract extension. The other issue I have with that is if you extend him, you're not extending Reynolds and vice versa. The Pirates are not going to be able to just extend everybody. Um, you know, it may look like it on paper, but, you know, we at the end of the day, they're not going to hand out to, uh, you know, upwards of a hundred plus million dollars a year contract. So that is one thing to keep in mind uh, when talking about, you know, making extend, extending guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the Wander Franco deals, you know, some of these proposals, even like the Juan Soto proposal that didn't come to fruition, it, you know, it it kind of creates a false sense that, that your team's going to be able to do that when it comes time with some of these players and, like you said, Nick, easier said than done. We'll kind of let time do its thing there. But as the rest of the season goes on, where do you guys see 
a player like Bly Madris fitting in, you know, does he become a future first baseman potentially? Does he continue to play corner outfield? How do you guys feel about Bly Madris and, and his future plans with the Pirates? Yeah, I'm really curious to see what happens there. I'd love to see him get some reps at first base moving forward. Um, I know he's played very limited in the minors, but it was all within the last few weeks. The Pirates need some help at first base against right-handed pitching. To me, I mean, again, it's only been two games, but you look at what he did this year in the minors hitting the ball. Uh, the way he's hit the ball the last two nights. If he keeps hitting like this, he keeps working against like the plate. He's not going to go anywhere. It looks anywhere. like he's been up for 200. Yeah, I mean, he really he does. Looks, I mean, he looks confident in the box. Yeah. And, you know, he's ready to – yeah, yeah. He, he lo- Again, he looks like he belongs. He looks like a big league player. And, you know, Bob Walk – one thing I've loved about Bob Walk on commentary the last three or four years, it's like the older Bob Walk gets, the more and more he just says it how it is. <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me. And last night in commentary, he's talking about, it. he's like, you know, a lot of times when you have these teams, where you see all these players making their debuts. It's late in the season, or it's a team that's really bad. And these players aren't any good. And they're trying to get through the season. And that's not, that hasn't been the case. These guys look like they belong. And that a lot of times is not the case. So that that's something that's very encouraging with Madras. And I just, just keep giving him a chance. The kid is, Looks like he belongs. He's done nothing but hit in the minors. And as we've said along, that's what the season should be about. Give kids like Bly Madaris every opportunity in the world to prove they're a major league player until they're, they prove they're not. And that's what they need to be doing right now. So, yeah, just, just keep doing it. Keep playing him. I want to see more of Bly Madaris. Play him in right field. Play him in first base. Let him DH, whatever it might be. Just keep him in the lineup until he gives you a reason not to have him in the lineup. Yeah, I like the yeah, idea like of getting him some reps at first. Uh, I know we've talked about this, but, you know, Ch- with Chavis, um, you know, he's being a little overused right now uh, for, for what he is. And he, he mashes left-handed pitching. And, you know, if we can get Bly over, over there to hit some right-handed pitching at first base, you know, it would definitely help the lineup overall and continue to give other young players more opportunities to get – time you know like how Mitchell was you know get him back in the outfield etc so I hope that's what they're thinking it seems like that's kind of what they were thinking um you know like you said with getting him more time in the minors at first so uh either way like it's one of those things you know the old cliche in baseball is uh if you hit they'll find a spot for you you know so as long as he keeps doing this you know I'm sure they'll figure it out yeah, they will. I mean, you know, Bly Madris, you mentioned at the top of the episode, Marty, had him on, a, I guess, about a year and a half ago. It's crazy to think. Kind of as, as COVID was wrapping up there, just such a good guy and a guy that was going to be patient for this opportunity. Got it. That's something, um, you know, his mom had talked about earlier this week, I believe, with Jason Mackey in an article that he wrote, just kind of talking about how he's always flown under the radar. He's never been one of these guys that's had to be the center of attention, never had a big ego on the field, uh, you know, and has always taken advantage of the chances that he gets. So it's been great to see what he's been able to do in this first uh, first couple games. Had three hits in game one, scored a run, drove two in, stole a base. Um, just been a really fun start here. And as we get through the rest of June into July, through the rest of the season, really, who else do you guys expect to see come up? And, and what do you expect to see this lineup look like, you know, maybe on August 1st or for that last month of the year? Yeah, that is interesting because, like we were saying earlier, they have a lot of players um, 
who were on this roster who aren't because they're hurt. You know, they got guys like Kevin Newman coming back um, who, you know, we've talked about before, would love to trade him away and to whoever would want him and get something for him. But, you know, chances are he's going to be back on this roster uh, sooner rather than later, even if they can work something out uh, later, you know, towards the deadline. Then you got Yoshi Tetsugo, who, you know, I'm thinking at this point with the way Bly's swinging and Vogelbach obviously continues to do what, you know, he needs to do, they might, they might, um, you know, send him down and kind of see where it goes from there with him. Um, that'll be interesting. You know, he was not having a very good year, so I think they'll be able to get away with that, but uh, we'll see what happens there. And then, of course, my other big one is uh, Ben Gamble. You know, he was looking like a prime trade candidate. Um, just ha- was having a really nice season. And then, you know, he gets hurt. Another guy who, you know, he opened up the door for Jack Zawinski and Cal Mitchell to come up here. And they really took advantage of it to the point of, you know, we're, we're not sending these young guys back down for some of these veterans who are coming back who we are probably going to trade at the deadline anyhow. So I'm very interested to kind of see how, you know, the next few weeks play out with that and how that, you know, heading into the trade deadline, um, which isn't all that far off at this point, you know, once we get into July and anything's game. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm going to be curious too. I, I, to me of that group, the easiest call is gamble. Um, when Gamble's back, I would play him every day in left field solely because it's not going to be for very long. And then you can flip him and go back to getting Cal Mitchell out there, go back to getting yeah. Bly Madras. Um, I don't want to see Cal Mitchell go down, but I think when Gamble's healthy, you option Mitchell. You let Gamble sense. play today. You let Madras and Sawinski handle right field. They get some, you know, get Madras some at bats at first base, get either one of them some at bats at DH, get Vogelbach a day down. That's the easy one to me, especially because he was having the type of season where you don't – he deserves the opportunity, I feel, to come back and still have a starting job. Um, Newman is a guy – I know you kind of touched on the trade thing, Nick. Honestly, I think Kevin Newman's going to be traded at some point. You, you look at any contending team who needs middle infield depth would gladly take Kevin Newman. Is he a great player? No, but he's solid enough defensively that you know if you need to throw him out there, he's not going to hurt you. Like, like Take the Minnesota Twins, for example. With Royce Lewis out for the season, They're, they are one or two injuries away from complete disaster in that middle infield. Uh, they are Carlos Correa, I mean, he's not the healthiest player. Yeah, that's the thing. Correa is liable. You know, you, you never know health-wise what you're going to do with him. A team like that makes a lot of sense for me with Newman. It, I, I don't know what's going to happen with, with Yoshi Susugo. I don't know what's going to happen with Josh Van Meter. I That's just really, I really hope it doesn't lead to the young guys missing out on playing time. I still want my middle infield every day to be O'Neill Cruz and Tuka Peter Marcano, so they give you a reason for it not to be that. You know, that's you know, once Marcano's back from the COVID IO, obviously. I still want Swinsky getting as many at bats as possible. I want Blyman Madrid and Cal Mitchell getting as many at bats as possible. I want to see Travis Swagger to get another look this season. But it's it's going to make it for an interesting month. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Pirates waited as long as possible and some of these guys to start rehab stints either. So, you know, we'll see what happens. 
the starting rotation is another area where I think we could see some youth movement. I, I really would like to see Cody Bolton. Uh, personally, I'm very disappointed that they're going to throw a career journeyman, Jared Eikhoff, out there to start on Wednesday instead of seeing what Bolton could do. But at the same time, I, they seem pretty optimistic that Zach Thompson's not going to miss a lot of time with his injury. So if you do think that Thompson's only going to miss a start or two before he's back, I can understand the idea of leaving Bolton down at AAA until Quintana's moved. Because like Ben Charrington says, when you call a prospect up, you don't ever want to have to send them back. So I can see why they would want to wait on Bolton until Quintana's moved and there is that permanent spot in the rotation for him. But he's another guy I think we'll definitely see debut at some point this season. And Juwan Bay's probably in that category as well. Uh, Bay's done nothing but hitting the minors, had a really good year at AAA. I think once you get to the other side of July 31st, you get a Newman moved, you get a Gamble moved, you figure out what you're going to do with a guy like Sasugo and Van Meter. Uh, some roster spots could open up. I think that's when we see G1 Bay get an opportunity as well. Are we thinking Marcano, when he comes back, he'll take Hoy Park's spot on the roster? That would be my guess. Because if you look, Dwayne Underwood Jr. was back in the clubhouse today, so I'm assuming he's coming off the COVID IL tomorrow. And Marcano can't be far behind. Right. I would guess that Hoy Park being optioned for Marcano is the obvious choice there. Um, I know everyone wants you Chang to go, but I think Chang's probably safe till Newman comes back because they're pretty much the same player. It's right-handed hitting infielder. Um, so I think he sticks around when Newman's back. But, yeah, I would assume that Hoyt Park would Where's that lead Van Meter then? Cap- See, that that's the one I wonder, and he's the one guy too there. I don't, I, I don't necessarily want Van Meter playing every day or anything, but he was starting to really hit him up well. either. Yeah. He was starting to hit the ball pretty well before he got hurt. I wouldn't hate keeping him around in a utility role or something of the sort. You know, especially then you get a Marcano, you get a Cruz, whoever it is. One of these guys eventually going to go into a rut where, you know, to, to use a hurdleism, they're going to need to unplug for a couple of days. I'd rather have Josh Van Meter as the guy coming into play for two, three, four days and let one of these guys unplug than, you know, Hoy Park or Yu Chang or whoever. And that, I agree with that uh, 100%. You know, I'm thinking they could potentially send Diego Castillo down if they feel like, you know, that's obviously like we were just saying about not wanting to necessarily send guys down. But yeah, they think that's the best for him to kind of get him some regular bats going into the end of the year. Yeah, um, I definitely could see that. Get bulk him some at bats. I, I think the only argument really for keeping Castillo up would be at that point, you have almost a solely left-handed hitting team. Yeah, yeah. But if he's going to be starting against a lefty once a week, it, what what good is that really doing him for his long-term right. development? You'd be better off getting bulk at bat to AAA at that point anyhow. And if they're worried about it in terms of his confidence or they can, you know, when rosters expand, they can, if they make sure he's back up, they can let him know exactly. that he'll be back up ahead of time. Just like, hey, go down there and get after it. And we'll see in you know a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, I would like that because I mean Castillo. I know he has struggled offensively this year, but with how good his defense is in the middle end, I mean that kid's got just some of the best hands I've ever seen from a middle infielder. He has such a you high know there's some pop as a defensive there infielder. I, I don't want to give up on him. And you know he has some pop in that yes. bat too. So I yeah, and I he really broke out with the bat future. last year. I think, you know, I don't want to give up on him either, but at the same time, like, 
you know, it's at this point, we're kind of moving pieces around and trying to just figure out how not to lose someone. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes that might, that might lead to that, you know, a, yeah. a, a minor league trip. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, create some of these awkward situations where the roster gets a bit jammed at, at spots and that, it makes it fun because we're getting to see so many youngsters at this point, but you got to hope that they're able to stay up and, you know, you're able to figure it out with guys like Josh Van Meter, keep some of these veterans around the club as well. Um, what, what are we thinking, uh, Vogelbach? What's, what's yeah. his future? See, t- to me, Vogelbach's a tough one. I think he could have some pretty decent trade value. He's a veteran guy, a great clubhouse guy. He's played in the postseason. Tons of Left-handed pop. Walks, gets on base, yeah. hits the ball hard power. That said, the Pirates did sign him to a two-year contract. And I don't think the Pirates are going to just give him away. If you look at this Pirates team going into next year, you would probably expect to take a pretty big step forward. And Vogelbach's one of those veteran presents for all the reasons I just listed. You went around, not to mention the fact that he's still a key piece of this lineup. You know, it's – you, you look at this pirate lineup all of a sudden, it's pretty deep. It looks pretty good on paper. It's looked pretty good in the field the last couple of days. And Vogelbach's been a big part of that. You know, got on base four times today, hit a home run on Saturday, had a couple of big hits yesterday. Like, he's a big part of this lineup. He's controlled through next season. I'm not saying they don't move him. I'm just saying I think Vogelbach, it would probably be the more least likely, likely ones. Yeah, I think Newman. Of the veterans. Yeah. Newman, they'll move for anything, I think. Quintana and Gamble, free agents to be, are going to be moved no matter what I feel. Vogelbach's not in that boat. I think Vogelbach, they would have to get something they really like in order to move him. You know who you're missing? The other trade veteran piece. Who? Chris Stratton? Heath Henry. (laughs) I mean, just just as good. Just yeah. as good. <laughs> no, I, mean, you, I know you and I have texted about this a bunch, but boy, they probably should have traded Stratton in the offseason looking back on it. But, um, should, yeah. no, I mean, yeah. I I would like to think that tomorrow when they've got to clear that, well, it might be today by the time you listen to this, but before Wednesday's game, they've got to clear a 40-man roster spot for Jared Eikhoff. I would like to think that's going to be Heath Hambury. I mean, you look at Was the Nick other Was Nick Gonzalez options, going to the 60-man, the 40 yeah. spot? I believe he is. But you just – you look at the other options to take off. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just to get rid of him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to get someone off the active roster also. And you look at the bullpen. Like, obviously, it's not going to be Bednar or Crow. Bonda's been terrible, but he's one of only two lefties. Like, yeah. Casey Young is probably – I still rather have Bonda At least he's getting guys out. Henry. Henry yeah, could fire Henry. Completely from, agree, Nick. Wherever. Yeah. DF- they're just going to DFA. And, like, and I was hopefully. I was playing my dynasty on the show last night, and Heath Embry's ERA on there is over 20, and the sad point <laughs> is it's really not all that far from where it is in real life. So, you know, it's it's like just, just get rid of him. He's old. He's not good. He doesn't contribute anything. Just, just, just I don't, I don't care where he goes. I just don't ever want to see him picture the Pirates again. I mean, what he's bringing back, even if you, like – He's not bringing, he doesn't seem like he's bringing anything to the pitching staff. No. And, you know, even if you were able to trade him, you're not going to exactly get anything that's going to change the organization for a 34, whatever year old reliever who 
you know, like you said, has obviously regressed. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, they I mean, trade Hembry, I feel confident saying whoever they get, the highlight of that player's Pirates career might be playing for like the Greensboro Grasshoppers. That was like that <laughs> when they traded David Freeze. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was, I mean, that was obviously a total different situation because Freeze was actually a good player. And they probably would have been better off just hanging on to him. But. Yeah, no, just 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 get rid of him. I don't care. DFA him, release him, tell him to. I don't just get rid of him. I mean, go. Bye. Think about this. They couldn't even trade Juan Nicasio when he was good. How are they? Yeah. How are they gonna do a Fembry? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, get a bag of baseballs. Maybe I think this is an even exactly. significantly less valuable situation than David Freeze. Um, you know, probably not looking oh, at much yeah. there. Um, what about Michael Chavis? You know, where does he end up in all of this? Yeah, I mean, I think he's hopefully sticking around. Um, you know, like I said, I think he's been a little overexposed um, at first, you know, playing every day. He's definitely a player who swings and misses too much to to play every day specifically, you know, get him a platoon partner, hopefully, like we said, Madres, and, uh, you know, get, get Chavis back to – facing mainly lefties and allowing him to, you know, get that confidence back. No, I totally agree. I like Shavis a lot as a player. I think he's a good player to have around, brings a lot of good things to the club. But he's been, like you said, overexposed. He's not an everyday guy, too much swing and miss, especially against right-handed pitching. You know, get, get him a good platoon partner, rather it's Bly Madras or whoever. Um, I do think that this offseason that – I know this a little bit down the road. This offseason that needs to be a top priority for the Pirates is figuring out first base because you look at this lineup entering next season, first base is definitely a big question mark. So you got to at least get a platoon partner there for Chavis. And, uh, you know, let's be honest, they'll make that platoon partner Yoshi Susugo. Yeah. I, I think that's Nixon fair. Nixon Martin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get out of this, if like, you go back uh, to the beginning of the year, Mason Martin was was our best prospect, according to a lot of people. Even though, you know, it he's was pretty typical of Mason Martin. You know, it's yeah. he's again taking a huge step back. The power was there early. Um, you know, someone that Marty actually texted me about earlier this week, and you know, who who could be breaking out potentially as a you know first base candidate. Um, Marty, I'll let you take it. Go ahead. Yeah, um, one player to really keep an eye on here moving forward, putting together just an incredible breakout season in the minor leagues is Matt Gorski. Uh, the Pirates drafted Gorski with the 57th overall pick in the 2019 draft, so he was a highly touted kid. Um, he struggled last year, but you got to remember, he didn't play at all in 2020 because of COVID, and now this season is just – yeah, absolutely killed the ball with Greensboro, got promoted to Altoona, continues to slug it. He's got 22 home runs so far this year. Uh, really does look like a kid who's breaking out. And, you know, I, I know you and I kind of compared it to Matt Frazier last year a little bit, but there's definitely some differences there. You know, you look at Gorski, anytime a player is drafted with the 57th overall pick in the draft, clearly there's a lot of talent there to work with. And he looks like a player is finally tapping into that talent. I think that's just the name for Pirate fans to stash away the back of their minds and keep an eye on this next year or two. Cause at some point he keeps hitting like that. He's going to make it to triple a and he's going to make it to the majors. He's going to get an opportunity and what position that'll be at. Who knows? The pirates have a gluttony of outfielders. So it might not be out there, but wouldn't be surprised to see him throw a first baseman's mid on at some point and try and learn the position. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I've seen something saying that they're going to start getting him reps at first base. <clears throat> um, you know, which I think is good. He's he's a big guy, and the, like you said, coming out of college, um, you know, you the one thing you knew about him was he had raw power, and you knew he was a very good hitter in college. So, you know, it was just a matter of, um, you know, was he going to be able to, of course, you know, consistently do that? And like you said, uh, after a tough start last year under, you know, circumstances – out of his control of all those players who were drafted, you know, around that time's control. Um, you know, he, he powered through and here he is this year, you know, right back to where, you know, he was probably hoping he would be. So, you know, good for him. And again, hopefully, you know, this is, we, you know, I said this to Marty, it, it'd be nice to have a prospect, you know, legitimately break out like, not just guys who we were like, oh, yeah, like, obviously top prospect. You know, we expect them to do well. Like, a guy who, no, like, you know, like Jack Sawinski's doing, honestly, right now, where, you know, it just – but, like, you know, they just take that step into, you know, actually being, you know, a top prospect then and not what Matt Frazier's done this year. Matt Frazier, Mason Martin, some of these guys, high highs, low lows, and hot starts. Um, But yeah, Matt Gorski, another one of these guys to keep your eye on. It'll be fun to see how first base shakes out these lineups in general, the roster in general, what they do with the youngsters as we see guys come back, and all of the madness that is going to unfold here through the rest of June into July. Before we close it up tonight, guys, let's do a little minor league update. It's been a long time since we've been able to kind of address what's going on there. Like you said, Nick, you handed out it. Nick Gonzalez uh, to the 60-day, I believe. And, um, you know, we're seeing Mike Burroughs now in AAA. A lot going on in the in the minors. If you guys just kind of want to give an update here to close it out tonight. Yeah, um, you know, probably since the last time we talked, Henry Davis, um, he's back uh, in lineup playing every day. Quinn Priester is back in the rotation. Um pitching so you know those were two big obviously uh question marks in terms of you know just wanting to get those guys back and playing every day just because there's such significant pieces for this future um other than that like you know really i think the most disappointing thing that i've seen you know marty touched on earlier is just the the pitching in the minor leagues is still not where it needs to be um, some of these arms who, you know, have all the talent aren't just taking steps forward, you know, per se. So, you know, some are, of course, and we're seeing that. I'm not saying, but it's definitely glaring that they're outside of, you know, like Marty listed a handful of guys. They don't have anyone who you're like really super high on. So we'll see if they address that more in the draft uh, this year. Um you know, last year they went prep heavy with pitchers, so we could see them try to pick up a pitcher or two from the college ranks this year. But, uh, you know, we'll talk more about that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, one more comment I'll make real quick about the pitching thing, and then I'll get off because I get on a soapbox all night about this. I, I said this a few weeks ago. I said, I think I've said it on here, I've said it on Twitter. They absolutely need Rowanzi Contreras and Mike Burrows to hit. 
through his first, what, 50 or so MLB innings, it looks like Contreras is going to hit in a big way. And it's minor leagues. What he did at double A this year, and even his first triple A start, he struck out four and four innings and didn't walk a batter. It looks like Burroughs is going to hit. So I will, I will give them that. The two guys in that system who seem to really have that elite potential that they absolutely need to hit, it looks like they're going to hit. But they're definitely concerning with the pitch. I mean, you look even in the lower levels, there were some arms to be excited about coming into the year. Uh, you know, a guy like a Santiago Flores, a guy like a Jared Jones, who just really struggled this year, and it's really concerning. Jared Jones had such a good start, too. Uh, yeah, that's what makes all the more frustrating. Um, no, Solomedo went to the IL. Yeah, it's 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 frustrating. Malone's um, back on the IL. William Malone can't stay healthy. The poor guy. I mean, at this point, he's probably non-prospect. Tanaj Thomas has been moved to the bullpen and is still struggling. Uh, I will say that there are some under-the-radar bullpen arms worth watching. Uh, Travis McGregor had a really good season at Altoon after the move into the pen. He's a triple-A now. Um, I may butcher the name. I apologize Former if I do. Former second-round pick, yeah. Travis McGregor. If he doesn't yeah. get Tommy John, we might see him. John, who knows where his career is at. Exactly. Um, again, apologize in advance I butcher the name, but no Tori Ebo. Um, I've written about oh, him yeah. a good bit. He's in the triple-A bullpen now after being borderline dominant at Altoona. Tyler Sanamingo or San, I don't, I, I butchered that. I apologize, but he, he was he was drafted last year and is quickly rising. So there's some bullpen arms down there to be excited about. But starting pitching is what's going to win you baseball games, and they they got got to get the starting pitching figured out because you know the the offense for most of the season has been pretty okay, and you know it took a little, some some pretty big ruts there in May and into early June, but. The, just the bullpen and the rotation just aren't where they need to be. And there's not a lot of help coming from the minors, I fear. So they got to get that figured out. But, yeah, that's that's a big thing to watch the minor leagues rest of the year. I want to see a guy – Jared Jones is one in particular. I'd really like to see him bounce back and finish this season strong. And I'll be very intrigued with Quinn Priest or AAA – or AA, excuse me, more so than just the results, because there's been a lot of concern in recent years about Priester's flat or fastball being very flat and very hittable. So I, I just I, I don't want to see that. I want to see a fastball of movement that can overpower hitters. Because if that doesn't happen, I don't. I'm not saying Quinn Priester won't be a good major league starter, but if his fastball not in the first round, exactly, not he's not going to be what you what you were hoping for. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's it's worrisome, I think, um, you know, to kind of watch how that's unfolded with pitching in the minors. You got to hope that maybe there's guys we're not even thinking about right now that are going to emerge. They're going to break out, like you said, Nick, um, you know, or, or maybe it is Quinn Priester that turns it around, gets that fastball. Hey, Bubba Chandler's been strong this year. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Some of these younger guys, Bubba Chandler. Um, you know, we're. I think we're going to talk about that that 2021 draft over and over again as time goes on. And, you know, hopefully Anthony Solomato can bounce back um you know another one of those guys there as we wrap it up tonight guys just your thoughts what you're most excited for in the coming week um you know what what's been the best part about getting to watch O'Neill Cruz play and, and these other youngsters um yeah just your final thoughts as we close it out here on this episode of Run Buncher Radio it's what excites me a player like O'Neill Cruz he's the kind of guy you want to watch a baseball game because you don't know what he's going to do it, it when you have the elite tools that he has, uh, I was two friends of mine who are Phillies fans. I have a group text with 
were texting me last night some of the stuff that was on like MLB's Twitter account and ESPN's and this about Cruz and the stuff he was doing. And I told them, I said, I've not been this excited about a pirate prospect since Andrew McCutcheon. I really haven't. I Is Cruz going to hit? Is he going to turn into this the guy we all hope? I don't know. We're going to find out, but it's going to be a lot of fun to find out because, man, if he if he hits the way he could, and, and I'm not talking about hitting at the plate, hitting as a prospect, the way he could, you're talking about one of the best players in baseball. You're talking about one of the most dynamic, game-changing players. And we saw it Monday night, that ground ball to second base that VR butchered because he knew he had to get it off quick to get Cruz. It, his sprint speed going first to third, scoring on a sacrifice fly, hit the shallow left field. You you see him in the, that, that throw on that backhand. Bases. Oh, my God. Good God. Yeah, like he but. impacts the game in so many ways. And players like that are hard to come by. And the Pirates haven't had a player like that since Andrew McCutcheon. You know, yes, Starling Marte was in that territory, but wasn't at that level. And they don't O'Neal have the ceiling he has. Yeah. O'Neal Cruz could be at that level. And it's going to be exciting to watch. Ooh, give me one second, sir. No, um, O'Neill Cruz, yeah, obviously, you know, he's arrived and he's shown, you know, everything that we could have wanted so far. Um, you know, what you mentioned MLB Network watching that. Uh, Jake Peavy was talking about uh, Cruz, actually. And he, he just he mentioned, you know, the, the big three stats that we know, you know, the 113 mile per hour hit, the um, like you mentioned, the elite uh, sprint speed. And the, the hardest throw on um, by an infielder this year, uh, you know, he said you don't just do that. But you know, players, there's some players who, if they can do one of those, you know, they'll make it to the big leagues and maybe have some success. Like you don't, you don't just do all that, let alone in one game. You know, so he, you know, to hear a guy like Jake Peavy, a former Cy Young World Series, you know, just a guy who. You know, I one of my favorite pitchers to watch growing up. Um, to hear him say that, you know, he he's he definitely uh, is you know happy he doesn't have to face him. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, and you know the stuff on field has been amazing, and just the energy too. I mean, I've never seen a player smile like that, rounding second, heading to third. The celebrations after the Madrid home run today, the energy is there. Obviously, the the play on field is certainly there. Uh, just, you know, now we get to sit back and watch and enjoy it. Hope to see more of these guys succeed as they get up here. And it's been so fun for Jack Sawinski, Bly Madrid, these first two games. Ronson Contreras back on the mound. It is finally here. It's coming to fruition. We're seeing the plan, uh, you know, get its chance at the big league. So it's going to be fun to watch. Guys, we are going to be more consistent. We will be back every week here on Run Buncher Radio. And we like I said, coming up. yeah, we got the draft. We have, uh, you and know, if it's anything like last up. year. trade deadline around the corner um you know there's just so much going on guys so be sure to keep up with us and be sure to keep up with rumbunder.com as well articles coming out every single day breaking down pirates games and all the other news headlines going on around the team and go to rumbunter on twitter just at rumbunter there let us know what your ideal lineup is we kind of went through some projections what we could see happening as the season goes on today let us know what you think and and who you think is going to stick up in the big leagues. For Marty Leap and Nick Caparoso, my name is Trey Yannity. O'Neill Cruz, the kids are up and they are all right. Until next week, have a good one, everybody. Let's- Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.